Hello and welcome to the Before I Knew You podcast. We are McKenna and Ty. And thank you for joining us. This is a podcast about miscarriage, pregnancy loss, life, and family. So what do you say, Ty? Let's get started. So we got quite the episode for you today. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Kenna, what are we talking about? We are going to talk about the things that miscarriage has taken from us and also the things that miscarriage has made us. Perfect. It should be a good one. We'll go ahead and get started with our little fun topic we'd like to talk, start off with. Um, Kenna, why is today a special day to you? Well, it's a special day to us. Oh, okay. Because I just so happened to be going through my phone and I was deleting some notes out of my phone and I came across a note that I wrote back in 2017 that on July 6th, 2017, you told me you loved me for the very first time. What? No, I didn't. I think you did, sir. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't think it was that close to July 4th, though. Um, I guess I didn't know that either. But, you know, also, um, we don't know a lot of things about our story, Ty. We don't have a lot of dates memorized. And if you remember Speak back to the... To yourself. <laughs> if you remember back to the first episode, I couldn't even remember our own anniversary, so... Oh, I know. I know. So I think we're just going to go ahead and say that the note in my phone from 2017 is correct. Probably. I remember that day. I was really nervous that whole day. I went to work. I was working at Home Depot. And I almost killed my boss on the forklift. <laughs> I didn't. There's a carpet attachment to the forklift. And I, I didn't realize it was because a bunch of stuff it was in the middle of. And I didn't realize it was on there. And so I hopped on and turned real quick and... Took a bunch of stuff out. Uh, almost took the boss out. Surprised I didn't get fired. So that day was just uh, me being really nervous. So you were on a way on a work trip, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was just a couple hours down the road, though. I wasn't too far away. I was just, um, I was at the time working for Sportsman's Warehouse. And I was in Casper at their, um, um, at their store. You were, like, training their... Receiving the Yeah, I was doing some trainings and stuff like that. And it was like a, was it like a Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. You drove down after you got off work to come have dinner with me. And then I had to get back up for work. I think I had to be at work at like 6. Yeah, and you didn't leave Casper until probably like 11. Yeah, but it was yeah. worth it. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be a late night. but it. Uh, so after work, I drove... The two hours to get there, and I had to wait for you to get done with your day of work there. And then, did we go to, we went to Olive Garden, didn't we? Yeah, I think Olive Garden, and then after Olive Garden, we went on a little walkie walk by well, the Creaky Creek. We were Creek. looking for a putt-putt. Oh, that's right. And I we forgot about that part. All around looking for this putt putt. Well, no, remember we found one, and the the Ooh. maps took us like back into like back behind it's all these buildings, land. like in the ghetto. Yeah. Yeah, it was like um, 
we could I think we could see it, but we didn't know how to get to it. And it looked kind of yeah, janky. Yeah, it looked janky. And I think it might have even been like closing soon. And so we just said, scratch that. Yeah. And then we just went, there's a river that goes through there. And so we just started going on a little walk. And um, uh, all I remember, so I don't know if you remember more than that, was I was like, oh, we should sit down on this bench. And I think we were talking. And how long have we been dating? It was probably like four months. Three or well, four Well, if, if we started dating around April, then it was about three months probably. It's about three months. About three months that we were dating, yeah. And I was super nervous and didn't was scared to bring it up. But I knew I had to take the chance. And I told you that I loved you. And that was the very first time I told you. And you were kind of freaking out that <laughs> night. As any girl probably would. How did you feel that <laughs> night? Because I remember you were... I don't know. I, you were calling people or you were texting people or... Just one person. Yeah. Yeah. So go. I'll let you tell that part. Well, no, just after... um. After you went home, I uh, I think I just texted uh, one of my friends and I told her that Ty told me that he loved me tonight. And But also in that same conversation when you said that you loved me, you also said that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with me. And so I think I just had a lot of things going through my brain. Like it was half proposal, half telling me that you wasn't a proposal yet (laughs) kind of it was uh that was just how i was feeling at that moment i was in love with you so it was um you know two young dumb little kids falling in love and if only we knew the road that was before us yeah but i'd say it has been well worth it to be with you i would say that too so, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. What do you say, Ty? Should we get into the main portion of our podcast? So, let's talk about what uh, miscarriages or what... The losses we've experienced have done for us good and bad. Well, I know that having miscarriages for me has made me very, like, cautious. Like, when we get, like, a pregnancy test or we get a positive one. And it's made me, like, really try to make sure that I'm doing everything for you to make you more comfortable in the situation. Like, try to make sure you don't do too much. And, you know, just stuff like that where it's... Because it stresses on me because I don't... I want it to be, you know, we want to get through there and all that. So, you know, it's one of those things where um, making me be extra cautious of what you're doing... And, you know, it's kind of a stressful, kind of a stressful time. So that's kind of what miscarriage, the first thing is done. It's 
it's been a um a more cautious aspect of it um the first thing that i i wrote down in my notes is that miscarriage has taken joy from positive pregnancy tests because six times we've had a positive pregnancy test and four of those six times it has it has not meant bringing a baby home for us um and so i think i i would probably agree with what you're saying how it makes you cautious uh like i know people who get a positive pregnancy test and they're like texting and calling and posting on social media like the next day yeah it's made us more cautious to definitely post something or we don't really even tell that many people we just tell like our our parents and maybe our like a couple close friends yeah um and that like joy okay if if you have ever had the blessing of seeing a positive pregnancy test whether it ended well or not for you um you you know like the just like the rush that you feel through your body when you see that it's positive uh and i remember like the first time we got pregnant and seeing the positive pregnancy test that very first time for the first time ever I was like shaking so bad I could barely even walk. And anymore, when we get a positive pregnancy test, it's like I kind of just want to throw it away and pretend like it never happened. Well, yeah, I mean, it's more like uh, you don't want to do that. You just like you just know that you know this is either going to mean going to be hurtful or it's going to be awesome, but. You know, but it, I think that at this point in our story, like my brain, I won't speak for you. You can say um, how you feel, but at this point in our story, my brain and my heart, um, I think, automatically goes to super cautious. This probably isn't going to end well. I I think that that that's just another thing that miscarriage has made me is like maybe more pessimistic if you will in the pregnancy department yeah i guess i'm a little different i you know i i'm still more optimistic that anytime we get one a positive pregnancy test that it's gonna it's gonna end up good you know that's my always my thought so i'm always glass half full kind of guy but you always are like like even in all of our miscarriages and even when we lost Millie, you you went straight to everything is going to be okay. Like we're going to make it work. Everything is going to be fine. Uh and I th- I think that also goes back to like you have you have a significant trust in our doctor and I feel like you like you know that she is going to take care of us and do the very best that she can do for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just feel, you know, I guess I'm just always just hopeful. I'm just I'm going to not try to let something get in the way or let me have a a bad thought that, you know, like to have positive thoughts when it comes to that stuff. 
And I've talked to a couple of my friends who have had miscarriages, and I've talked with them about, like, how does your husband respond when, like, say you start spotting or, you know, whatever. And a lot of them say that their husbands automatically go to everything is going to be okay. And so I think that's just kind of like the man, like it's kind of like your protector instinct, like you're protecting me from having like a negative thought. You're trying to take the things that are feeling hard. You try to take those away and just by saying everything is going to be okay, we're going to figure it out. Like, I think that's like your protector instinct. Yeah, and it's it's that, and then it's, I mean, I don't know if I should say this, but it's a way to try to comfort you, too, in a way. And, you know, uh, it's me being hopeful and me being like, everything's going to be okay, you know. But I have a question for you. No. Even, like, even when you're saying those things and you're just trying to be, like, like strong and help me and comfort me, whatever, like... Do you truly feel like everything is going to be okay? Or is that sometimes just like something that you say to kind of like protect me, to comfort me? Like, do you ever have a thought deep down that maybe it isn't going to be okay? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the most of the time I'm like, you know, I I just don't want to, I don't want to think negatively. So I'm always going to just push the positive and, you know, hope for the best. But yeah, there's always that little voice inside you that says oh no something's wrong or here we go again or you know but I try not to let that come up because I remember um just with this most recent miscarriage when I woke up in the morning and I started having the spotting you were headed for work and I came out and I told you that I was having some spotting and like your head dropped, your hands dropped, you, you, like you just kind of like slumped a little bit. And like, you know, peop, you always hear people say like actions speak louder than words. And when I saw your body slump that way, but you still said everything is going to be okay. It was almost like I knew in your heart, like, it was going to be bad. Did that make sense? The way I said that? Yeah. And I, I wouldn't say that I would, I was still, um, maybe it was just more so like you already said, like the, here we go again. Yeah. But I'm always going to be, I'm always going to be like, it. you know, until we find out for sure, I'm always going to be positive and I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to keep going as if everything's going to be okay because I feel like that's the right thing to do and that's keeps me from being down or something or stressed out. It's just, you know, we're just going to do our best we can and hopefully it works out. I feel like almost like maybe God knew what he was doing when he made you, like a man, have those kinds of reactions because as a girl... Like, I have to live with, like, the miscarriage. And and you have to live with it, too, but, like, my body has to go through the miscarriage, and I, I have to see the spotting. I have to feel, like, like the, the negative feelings that those, those types of things make you feel. And I feel like, 
Yeah, like I said, like maybe God knew what he was doing when he created a man to have those kinds of reactions. Because I feel like if you had a similar reaction to what I have when things start going bad, I I don't, this place would be a scary place. Yeah, and I know everyone's different, but I've always been at the point where that, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm just always going to have that positive mindset and always, you know, try to, you know, there's a lot, most, most men, because we don't go through the same stuff you go through when you have a miscarriage. You know, we still deal with the disappointment and all that. But I think I just like I discussed on last podcast. You know, it's it's inside of you. It's growing. You're familiar with it. You're, um, you know, the baby is is a part of you, and um, it's not the same way with with the guy. You know, but it's still like um, still like. I don't know. There's a, there's a there's a big difference there. The weird, like, yeah, most most of the men aren't as emotional as you know the women are. But there's also that women have a closer connection to it than, um, and I as I shouldn't say it. Yeah, you know, it's the baby, but they have a closer connection to the baby than um, you know the the male does. So miscarriage has also taken babies from us. And and I think that maybe we should change that also to pregnancy loss. Um, miscarriage and pregnancy loss has taken four babies from us. Yeah. Um, and, and that was actually going to be close to my, my next one, was that um, it's made me cherish mm-hmm. our two kids that we have already. You know, so that kind of goes hand in hand to where, yeah, we've lost four, but it makes you love and appreciate the ones you have, you know, that we... A bit more, yeah. 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 And, you know, we kind of talked about it in our first episode, too, just about how, like, like we, like, they are our pride and joy. Um, And so when I think about, like, having four babies taken from me like I I can't help but always think like what could be right and and I think that that also can kind of go down to like something that miscarriage has made me um it's made me a bit more anxious than I have been in my past um and I I oftentimes like I can't like I can't settle my thoughts down. It's it's kind of like, you know, you've heard people say like you go down a rabbit hole. Once I start down the rabbit hole, like there's usually no coming back until I've either ugly cried it out or really discussed with you um like the the thoughts and the feelings that I'm having. Um so yeah, miscarriage has taken a lot from us, but most I I guess like most significantly is it has taken four babies from us. Yeah, yeah, it's taken you know the babies from us and um you know the the what would have had or what would have been um 
you know, what what sex would the baby be? You would, you know, there's a lot of things that you'd want to daydream about and think about that, you know, you don't get experience, which is tough. But, you know, um, I go back to, to you know, I, I it makes me love the, you know, the kids we have right now. It mm-hmm. really makes it more special that, you know, life is precious and we got these two beautiful girls. So that's, that's how kind of that positive mindset I, mm-hmm. you know. Another um, positive thing that we have talked about, like having to go through our first couple of miscarriages made us a better couple and made us, you know, year a couple years down the road made us better mom and dad. Um, like, I just don't think that we could have been, and like, don't hear what I'm not saying. Like, we would have, we would have been the very best that we could have been. Um, but our first couple of miscarriages, I don't think that we would have been the best parents that we could have possibly been. Like, I think we're way better now than we were back then. And I, I say that only because, like, I didn't rely or depend on you in a lot of ways for a lot of things. Like, I I was still kind of, like, attached and tied to my parents. And I still, and I still do. And it, it probably won't really ever go away. Like, I do rely on my dad for a lot of things. Um, but I didn't rely on you for really anything, I would say, the first few years of our marriage. And so having to go through miscarriage and having to take care of each other while walking through grief and loss makes you, has made us, I'm, I'm not going to speak for everybody because it probably isn't the case for everybody, but it has made us a, a better husband and wife to each other, has made us rely on each other better. Uh, um, I rely on you much more than I ever did um, when it comes to like taking care of my emotions and taking care of like the grief that I feel. Um, whereas in the past it was kind of like I would go to my parents or I'd go to a friend or, you know, whatever. But because we went through miscarriage, I rely on you much more than I ever have. And I love you more than I ever did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess, you know, that's something that, that I don't, we don't know how life would have played out, you know, with whatever we had going on. So I, it's hard for me to say whether we would be better or worse or, you know, but yeah, I mean, everything we go through is part of growing and learning and learning to trust each other more and marriage isn't something that just comes natural and something that is just easily figured out. And of course you have to rely on, you know, your family and our parents. And I had to rely on my parents, you know, to, you know, teach me some stuff and the, you know, there's, it goes both ways, you know, that's kind of how marriage works, but yeah, I guess I can't really say for sure. I know it's brought us closer, but I don't know if there was something else that would have brought us closer or, you know, it's just, it's hard to tell how it would have uh, worked out. 
I think that's why I say like we we would have been the best that we could have been. Um, but I think we're better now than we were. Yeah. Um, kind of going back a little bit, something that I thought of when we're talking about like the the what could have been or what would have been or who would that baby have been. If you have gone through a miscarriage or a loss of some sort around pregnancy, I really recommend, and you've probably been told this before, but if in case you haven't, um, I really recommend journaling or you know making a note in your phone or something like that to your baby and um kind of making it like well our our first miscarriage I wrote a letter to our uh, first baby and I just said would you have your daddy's eyes or your mommy's eyes would you like to play music or would you want to go play sports um kind of made it like I guess poetic in a way um and it, I think it really helped me, like, really think about all of the things, like, like the nitty-gritty of who that person would have been. And it's really fun to go back and to, like, read my thoughts on our first loss. And then with Millie, um, I made notes in my phone um, for quite a few days, like the days leading up to losing her and the day we lost her and a couple days after losing her, I made a ton of notes in my phone, um, just kind of like talking to her and just something for me to be able to look back on and say like, oh, at and I like I put times on it, like at this time, these things happened. And not that it's something that I want to relive, but sometimes it's comforting because like, before I delivered her, I still had her. So it's kind of, like, fun to be able to go back and, and like, yeah, I guess read my thoughts and see, like, how I was feeling or, like, what you were doing leading up to losing her. And then in the future, you can grab that journal or you can read that note in your phone. Um, you can add to it um, just a little... Like if you've been through loss, just a little something that might help you think a little more clearly about all the things that you're feeling because I think it's really easy to get really overwhelmed with all the thoughts and all the feelings and all the emotions when it comes to miscarriage. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess it would be kind of like continuing your relationship, you know, even though, you know, kind of a spiritual... Mm-hmm. almost I know the other thing I've learned through you know like miscarriage stuff, I learned how like ignorant I was before like you know when you hear that stuff from people um, like they had a miscarriage you know I didn't think um, you know before it was like I don't know what I thought it was just you know one of those things and you just didn't really you don't you don't think that it happens that much or you know you're like oh although well, it'll work out or you know I'm sure this will not a big deal they'll have another kid again so I think going through the miscarriage it's kind of opened my eyes a little bit and made me feel more for people when they do have miscarriages and when they do have pregnancy loss or or something like that so that's something that uh 
it's really shown me that I was pretty ignorant when before I was, you know, married or went through this. So And I think on that like you like you can't know until you know. Like you can't know how bad it hurts to go through a miscarriage until you've been through one. Um and so I think give yourself some grace in that area because like you, you didn't know how painful that that yeah, could be. I think it goes to show there's a lot of stuff um, out there today that we don't, you know, we have opinions on. We haven't been through it, and so we kind of get stubborn in our ways sort of thing. So it's just kind of a good thing to realize that when someone's going through something and it's it's tough on them, we, we haven't been through what they're going through, so we might need to be uh, more thoughtful of, of whatever someone's going through. It doesn't have to be miscarriage. It could be anything, you know, just put ourselves a little bit in in their shoes or try to understand, you know, or try to be more compassionate or something. So kind of like all areas of life there. On that, um, I, I would, I'll share a little, a quick story. I shared in our first episode that I'm a young life leader. And um, one of my young life girls, Uh, for the last couple of years, I've had to walk her through losing her dad. Um, And that was, like, that's grief unlike any other grief. Um, Watching uh, a young teenage girl have to go through losing her dad. And I, I, I remember telling her a few times, like, I can't fully and completely understand what you're feeling because dad and unborn baby are are two different losses. But I remember telling her a couple of times, like, I know how it feels to have to grieve. And I, I know what it feels like to want something that you cannot have. And I think that I appreciate you saying what you said, Ty, because... Um, it just helps you remember that like, oh, just because you're going through grief and miscarriage, it's different than somebody going through grief of losing a loved one. And that's not true. Like you can relate to them in so many ways. Um, and so something that we, we say a lot in our house is God doesn't waste a hurt. And I think that that is an area where I see God not wasting some of my hurt in loss and in grief and in miscarriage because I've been able to walk her through losing her dad and being able to understand like sometimes you just have to have a good cry or sometimes you just need you know Oreos and milk whatever um so yeah you're right it does make you more compassionate and it does make you kind of understand other people a little bit better yeah, and I guess the other aspect or the other side to it is don't try to relate to someone if you haven't gone through what they've gone through. Like, don't try to be like, oh, I know what you're going through. I've been through. I know how you feel because you don't. Yeah, because I've been through <laughs> this. Well, I mean, every everyone's different. Like, someone who's been through something else, I don't know. And that's kind of just, you know, the same aspect. I guess just reversed is don't try to act like we can always relate to people just be there for them you know don't say hey i know how you're feeling because truly no one really knows how anyone's feeling you know some people have a closer 
view than others, but every, no one really knows for sure what everyone else is feeling. That is something that if if I have to help somebody through um, like a miscarriage, nine times out of ten you will hear me say, I am not going to say that I know how you feel because I don't. Because everybody deals with it differently. Everybody feels differently about their loss. Um, and so I I guess that's kind of like a... It's kind of like a do or don't part of our episode. <laughs> if you're helping somebody through miscarriage, don't tell them that you know how they feel because chances are you don't know because everybody is going to grieve it differently. Just be there for them. Just listen to them, encourage them. Um, I, I mean, really, just be the person who they can count on when they need to say the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. What's another one of them topics you've got, girly? Another one of them is miscarriage has taken excitement away from us in pregnancy announcements. I remember um, when we were pregnant with Millie, I took a picture with one of our ultrasound pictures. Um, I took a picture of Emery and Callie holding it, and I sent it to you. And we were only probably like eight-ish weeks along with her. I, and I sent it to you, and you said, uh, you can probably post that on social media if you want to. And I I specifically remember the feeling that I felt when you said that, and I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I, that is so scary to me. Um, and and even, even the pregnancy announcements, like the two that we got to make with Emery and with Callie, um, there still is like fear and anxiety that go in to making those announcements for me. Um, and I hate that because being able to announce a life should be more fun and should have more joy behind it. And I'm not saying that I, it doesn't make me excited that um, when we get to do those types of things, but it it does. It it's not as exciting. I feel like as it could be for us because we just don't know a hundred percent until we're holding the baby that everything is going to be okay. Yeah, it is hard to, you know, because there's always that thought that you know if we share it, then all these people are going to come talk to us, and then we're going to have to tell them, you know, what happened and all that. And I think. I think maybe it can almost disappoint you from hearing other people's successful pregnancy. Um, you know, when they get pregnant and then they have a baby, sometimes it can dart you a little bit towards like, why can't that be us? Or, you know, so we're not as excited for them when we should be too because, um, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing when that happens and it and it works out, you know. That was another thing I was going to talk about is it makes me nervous. Like when other people make pregnancy announcements, I get a little bit nervous for them. I'm like thinking in my brain, like how far along could they be um, when they're making this pregnancy announcement? I had a friend one time, 
make a pregnancy announcement the day she took a pregnancy test. And the amount of anxiety I felt when I saw that, I was like, like it's not even my own life and I was having a hard time with it. Sometimes, was like you their, said... Was it their first kid? Yeah. Um, And it, it's it's kind of like you said, it, it does take some joy not only from from your own life but for joy that you should be feeling for other people too you know sometimes when people post pregnancy announcements i i just start feeling scared for them and that's probably something that will never go away for for me um another thing that i have wrote down is it has taken rest and relaxation away from us in pregnancy and in daily life. Um, I think I think the pregnancy aspect of it goes without saying. Um, you would understand why miscarriage makes us a ball of anxious. <laughs> um, but... It it also just is super hard just in daily life. Like just just last night, uh, you were at band practice. Um, I I had put the babies to bed. Um, I was just hanging out, chilling outside by myself, uh, and I let myself go down that rabbit hole, and and it's like I. <laughs> And of course, like we're still healing and we're still grieving from our most recent miscarriage a couple of weeks ago, but like it's just really easy to fall down into that, like that poor me, we can't relax, we can't, like there's just, there's no rest, you're always just thinking, you're always wondering, you're always trying to talk to somebody and figure out like, why am I feeling the things that I'm feeling? Um, and and I think also, like, it makes you a little bit more needy and dependent on other people, too. Because, like, I knew, for some reason, I knew when you went to band practice yesterday and I was staying home, I knew that it wasn't going to be good for me. Um, and so it, it makes me dependent on other people, which I don't necessarily love that about myself. Like, I don't love that I have to have somebody with me, otherwise I fall down in this deep, dark rabbit hole. And I think that it's, like, I'll, I'm just going to have to learn, and I'm going to have to kind of, like, be more, what's the word I'm looking for, like, like, proactive in my thoughts, and, like, not let myself go there. Like, keep yourself busy, or... You know, you can think about it, but don't stay there. Yeah, and I guess that's what it's taken, you know, maybe some of that it's taken away from you is just your, sometimes it's hard to be alone with your thoughts, even though sometimes that's the best thing for us is to work through some of that, but it also takes away, yeah, your alone time, you can't really relax or, because there's always some thought you have in your, in your head or. You know, there's, it just creates more anxiety and more, um, you know, feelings. So, yeah, maybe 
it took it took away some of your you know your alone time that you would usually have you know you hear people say like when they're going through stuff you've probably heard somebody say like the silence was so loud and that's how i feel when i'm having alone time as i'm going through grief like the silence is so loud for me my thoughts are ramped up and and i'm i'm constantly like <laughs> i just can't turn it off and like i said it's something that i'm going to have to work on um but that's just something that i that i have to deal with in grief and in loss what do you have on your list um i think that was pretty much all i had for my list um that i could think of on the spot um but you got more on your list or is that yeah i'm gonna jump down to the things that miscarriage has made us we kind of already talked a little bit about uh, how miscarriage has made us closer um it's made us better parents made us better friends um just because we do have more compassion and and whatnot but um I have I have a few things on my list and the first one that I have wrote down is miscarriage has made me angry and um our our first I would say our first two miscarriages is when I mostly went through like the I'm mad at God phase I couldn't understand why he was making us go through that. Um, kind of like I talked about in our first episode, like it was my greatest desire to be a mom. And I just couldn't understand why I couldn't do it. Um, but our last couple of losses, I feel like I've I've transitioned in my anger, if you will. Um, and I'm not so much, like I'm not angry at God anymore, but I'm just angry at miscarriage. I hate that it has to be a thing. I hate that it has to be something that people have to walk through. I'm so angry and I'm so mad just at like the thing. Like I'm so mad at miscarriage. Mis miscarriage has made me a bit more angry, which is unfortunate. Yeah, because you take it out on me. You act like you're so abused, and you're not. Well, I mean, I did have a black eye, but, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. No, it, it does it. I mean, it's an age-old question. Why does bad things happen, or, you know, why does this stuff um, happen to certain people? And, you know, it's hard to get through, and it's hard to be like, why would, you know. So, yeah, it's, I don't think it's not. I don't think people would be like, oh, she gets angry. I think it's like, yeah, that's kind of an understandable thing people go through when they go through any type of loss or any type of, you know, something that normally shouldn't happen but happens. You know, people go through that same kind of process. We already kind of touched on this for both of us, um, but miscarriage has made us anxious 
and I think that it's made us anxious in like a lot of ways, but we don't, we don't have to beat a dead horse there. You already know that miscarriage has made us anxious. Um, the other thing I wrote down is miscarriage has made me depressed. And that probably goes more to the same line. probably the same line type of thing. Yeah, but I think, like, I, I feel like I'm, actually, I'm not going to say I'm, because we are pretty resilient people. I feel like we, like, we take the shots, we fall down, we get back up, we move along. Um, and, and I think that that's another area that we rely a lot on each other, like, we rely on the other person to pick us up when we can't pick ourselves up. Um, but I got diagnosed with postpartum depression after we lost Millie. Um, and that was the first time that I had ever, well, first of all, first of all, been diagnosed with postpartum depression, but it's the first time that I've ever had to have a conversation with somebody and say, like, I'm really not okay. And I I remember having a conversation with you after that doctor's appointment. And you said, yeah, there's probably some depression there. And I was like, man, oh, man. Yeah, because I think the whole time I met you, you were never really a depressed person that I knew of. Like, I don't know if I've ever saw you depressed when we were dating or early on in our marriage. I know I've been depressed in life, and I'm sure you have too, but um, I guess that was probably something really new for you, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was also, like, it hurt my pride a little bit too because, like, I pride myself in, like, not having to, like, choose to have a good day. Like, in my past, I've always just been able to get up and have a good day no matter what no matter my circumstances. Um, and so it, it took a shot at my pride too because, like, I I could not... it Like, I, I could do anything I wanted to do and I was not having a good day. And maybe that's something this miscarriages have taught us too is how to be resilient, you know, more resilient, how to get through... Because you have to. you got to figure out a way to to get through the days and so you know it does make you a little bit more resilient as well also so i mean that's i guess that's the good side to looking at you know you're going through depression but we learned how to fight through it and we learned how to you know stick together and um because i think a lot of marriages don't last very well when they have miscarriages what i've heard but i think statistically is what yeah so I think ours has been getting a little stronger, I would think. That's how I felt. You probably don't feel the same way. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Here we go. Of course I feel that way. I feel like I have said that 100,000 times on this episode that we're better than we've ever been. And you, you've heard me say this before, but, like, I hate, I hate that it was at the cost of our babies' lives. But... It has made us better to each other. Um, I feel like it has also made us, like we're able to show each other grace a little more. 
easier than the past. Um, but of course, like it, it kind of goes back to like the anger thing too. Like we both have our really, really good days and our really, really bad days. Um, and sometimes it's like, like, I like if you're, ha- for example, like if you're having a bad day, like I'm over here trying to carry the team and I'm like, I'm going through this too, you know? Um, so sometimes I think it does make us a little bit more like at each other's throats, if you will. Um, but I think for the most part, it has made us more gracious towards each other. Is there any like emotions or things that um, miscarriage has made you like I've talked about? Like it's made me angry, anxious. Could you expound on some of those like emotions on the husband's side of things? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of the same kind of stuff, but you know, it, it does make you like feel this anxious because you just don't, or it makes you feel. I guess the hardest part is like seeing your wife and her struggles and, you know, as the man you want, you want to make your house, uh, you know, comfortable place and you don't want your wife to feel that way. And so a lot of the pain and stuff is just when you feel bad, it's, you know, trying to make you feel better. And, and sometimes it's, it's hard to do that because, you know, you, we get, I get depressed too and you know I get to where you we don't you know I go through some stuff too as far as like the miscarriage and depression you know but so there's a lot I guess as far as the the husband goes with a lot of it stems around you know your wife or your partner who is really struggling and then it puts a little extra burden on you to try to help out and take care of the kids so I guess there's that added stress that it adds. You know, I I also think, holy buckets, I have cried more in our five years of marriage than <laughs> I have probably cried in my whole entire life. Um, and, and it's, I mean, of course we've... Wasn't ready for all the crying. <laughs> we've been through a lot of loss and so of course there's going to be tears but like I and and it probably could be like a positive and a negative um that miscarriage has made me I guess for lack of better words like more in tune with my emotions uh whereas before marriage I like if I was feeling like I needed to cry or you know feel like hard emotions I most definitely would not do it in front of people. I would make sure my bedroom door was locked and then I would go feel the things I needed to feel. Um, and I mean, I, I guess I still can be that way. Um, sometimes I just disappear and then I have to deal with the consequences of my family later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but that's all right. I mean, it, when you're going through stuff, it's all right to do. And it's... Oh, really? Says the guy who got mad at me for going to bed without saying something the other night. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course you what don't. What night was that? It was a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened. 
I don't appreciate that throwing me under the bus like that. Yeah, you're sitting here talking like you take care of me so good. Especially you st- yelled at me, mister. I didn't yell. I don't yell at you. No, you don't. You treat me really good. But you should say goodnight before you go. Yeah, you're right. I know. But I mean, miscarriage right, has made me dumb. It's the right thing to do. Miscarriage has made me not right in the head. That's what the Lord would want. So. Oh, okay. Um. Did you have any more? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. But kind of like I was saying, it 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 is also probably a positive um, that miscarriage has made me like more like in tune with my emotions. Um, like I, I'm I'm a major like extrovert. If there's a group gathering, I really want to be there. Um. Where before miscarriage, I wouldn't really know like if socially if I've had enough, I would just like go and go and go and go and go and going home and going to bed was like enough recharge for me and then I was just ready to go to the next group gathering the next day. Um, but miscarriage has made me really like like am I in a good place? emotionally spiritually physically like to go do x y and z um but I also think before miscarriage like I didn't have like a social limit I just could go and go and go but now miscarriage and loss and grief and all that like has given me a social limit and I think think that that's a good thing because it gives me more time with you it gives me more time, gives us more time as a little family at home. Um, so you you can look at that either way, like positive or negative. Um, for me, I think it's probably more of a positive because we get more family time. Um, but also like you allow me to go do the social things when I want to, but you also know my limits. And so... I think these things have also made like you more aware of my emotions and vice versa. You know, sometimes you're like, can I go do this? Can I go have dinner? Can I go, you know, do whatever? Um, and you always say like, hey, can I go have dinner with so-and-so unless you really need me home? Like you're, you're always saying like, I want to go do these things unless you need me. So you're always making yourself available. But I think as... Like it, like as you're supporting each other when you're going through loss, it's really important to understand like th- your partner needs to have their things too. Like it would be really selfish of me to say, no, I really need you to be at home. But like you need to go take care of you too. And a part of self-care is away from your family it's away from your home like you need to go laugh you need to go do thoughtless things um and I think I think it's really important as you're supporting your spouse or whatever going through loss going through miscarriage allow them to have their things 
because I think it would be really easy for them to get really like, for lack of better words, like burnt out from home, burnt out from caring for you the best that they know how, um, if they're not able to go recharge with their people. So know your limits, but also like encourage the other person to go do fun things because laughter is super, super healing. Yeah, it's important to, I think, it, as far as helping, you know, and, and maybe it takes away from once having that, hang, hang, hang out with your friends or family, you know, to be excluded. But getting back into that is definitely a good thing that can help out. And, and you know, if if I can take an extra, you know, night to watch the kids while you, so you can go recharge and hang out with friends and, you know, kind of get stuff off your mind is always a good thing that it's a good thing to think about and do. You know, there's, there's many more things that miscarriage has taken for us or made us than we have time to talk about in one episode. Um, yeah, I think the list is endless for, I mean, you could spend all day thinking about, you know, that and I think that's you think that for anything, but um, yeah, you could go on and on about, and who knows how really deep we could go on what what it's really done to us. You know, maybe we haven't even had time to because we've been going through it so much to really just sink down and, and and really know what our heart is feeling, and you know, we try to cover stuff up or distract us from from thinking stuff so there's a there's a lot of stuff you could still talk about on this you know this subject I'm curious as dad and as husband how do you deal with like you you shared a little bit that like you sometimes feel depressed too or you sometimes feel anxious too like you kind of shared how it adds it's like an added stress loss is an added stress to your life as the dad like as the as our protector as our support person but i'm just curious like how do you like how do you deal How do I deal? How do you deal? Really good. <laughs> um, it's just that keeping that, you know, I I stress out easily and I keep things way to myself too much. I let stuff build up. But the best thing is how do I deal is you just have to move on and you have to be positive. Like, if you keep allowing yourself to go down that way and you're always thinking the worst thoughts and you're always, you know, in that bad mindset, things aren't going to, things aren't going to turn around and things aren't going to, you know, get better. It's always going to be, you're always going to be depressed. And, you know, I think changing your mind to see the positive, even though there's not any positive to see, but just being as getting that mindset to where I'm going to have today be a good day and I'm going to go out and try to be the best and try to encourage 
and you know i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep moving on you know and um well you don't want to completely move on you want to remember the right stuff and all that but there is a good sense to having that right positive good mindset you have shared with me a couple of times that like while you're at work we'll be texting and I'll ask you how you're doing there's been a couple of times that you have said that you're feeling distracted Like, can, can you like expound on that a little bit? Like, of course we all know what it is to be distracted, but like, like what are the things that make you the most distracted when you're going through grief and loss? Like, what do you mean? Like distracts me from work or distracts me from thinking about miscarriage or? No. So you have shared with me that like while you're at work, I'll say, Hey Ty, how are you doing? And you'll say, I'm doing okay. I'm just a little distracted today. Of course, like I know why you're distracted. Like we're going through miscarriage, but like what are the emotions you're feeling when you're going through that? Um, it's mostly like, I don't know, there's sadness and there's, you can't kind of stop thinking about it sometimes and you're trying to do your work and it seems like stuff comes in your mind and you, you're feeling, uh, you know, you just, you're letting those thoughts come in that maybe shouldn't come in or you're, I don't know, distracted. You're, I don't know how to put it in the words, I guess, but. Like you're, you are a person that is really able to like we kind of talked about like you're 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 a pretty resilient person but you're also pretty quiet and you don't share a lot of times emotion and things that you're feeling and i think like we we have people in our life who have gone through miscarriage and they pretty much just say oh well it is what it is and that's kind of how you, I mean, you, you don't say like it is what it is, but like you're just resilient. You're strong. That's just kind of how your attitude is too. But there has to be underlying emotions and feelings when you're going through this. And there probably is. And so I don't always, I don't feel strong a, a lot of times, but I, I, I'm not good at, you're talking to the wrong person when someone trying to describe your emotions i i don't i i can't put it in the words there's sometimes it's sad sometimes there's anger sometimes there's uh you know what what could i have done better what could i have could i have helped in some way could i have done something there's all these these thoughts that just thinking about you know stuff that's that's kind of how i mean by distracted that comes up and I, th- I think it's really easy for us to be, like, caught up and distracted in our emotions and, and in our feelings. And I think you're right. Like, when you're going through a miscarriage, sometimes it is really hard to pinpoint, like, what emotion am I feeling right now? Or why am I feeling what I'm feeling right now? 
And I think something that's really important to remember and to understand, like, you you don't have to explain yourself. Like, if you're going through a miscarriage and somebody wants to know, like, what's going on, how are you doing, how are you feeling, like, it's okay to just say, I'm feeling sad. And you don't have to... Like, you, you don't have to, like, dig into that sadness. Because it's a hard thing that you're going through. It's a sad thing that you're going through. So you don't always have to be able to pinpoint the things that you're feeling. You don't always have to be able to explain the things that you're feeling. But I also think that there's going to be husbands and, and guys on here listening that might need to know, like, how how do I deal with I'm being sad, but also I'm the caretaker and I have to take care of my family. Yeah, and I'm sure there's someone out there who, you know, maybe can give a male aspect to where, um, you know, they've they may have went through this and had a lot of time to process all their what they were going through. Um, who could, you know, maybe explain more might be something that look into for later on down the road um as far as that aspect goes I think it goes hand in hand too with like you're just kind of a quiet guy and you deal with a lot of things very quietly and I'm a guy too and And you're a guy and that's just kind of your character most guys aren't as in tune with their emotions or feelings like you ladies are we're very in tune. But Me I, more than others, probably. But I, I guess that that brings up a point that, you know, as far as this podcast goes, we're we're looking for people who have stories to tell or have a side to tell. And so, like, if you guys have a story you want to just message us about or whatever, or, you know, if somebody's really interested in coming on the podcast, uh, whatever, whatever helps. It, it doesn't have to be on the podcast. It could just be talking to somebody and... Um, going through something. That's kind of what we're going to create a community. So if you have something you want to post on our Facebook page and um get some topics going, that's fine too. And um, so that's that's kind of what we want to do too. So that's not just you know, uh, it's not just Kenna and I story. It's there's a lot of people's stories out there. And you bring up a good point too in saying, like, if you just need support, that's what we're here for. Um, yeah, we're and, and we're we're definitely one hundred percent not experts or anything, as you can probably <laughs> tell. Uh, at least for me, you know, we're we're still going through this and we're learning along the way and and all that. Um, but I I think I think it would we would be remiss if I didn't say like we're we're all. Not not everybody in this community knows each other. Um, some of us are strangers to one another, but we're here for each other. Um, I'm I'm available if you need to message us and just need some some support and some encouragement. You know, we're here for you in that way. If you want to share your story, we're here for you in that way. Um, if you need a friend, we're here for you in that way. Just a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on. We're all in this together. Um, and like Ty said, we're not experts, um, but 
I think that we have been through it enough that that we have a, a great deal of wisdom to share when it comes to pregnancy loss and miscarriage and grieving and all of that. Um, so we just, we not only want to share on a po- on our podcast, but we also just want to be here for you if you just need to message us or call us or whatever. Um, that's, that's the whole heart and purpose behind creating this podcast is to have a community that we can all count on and, and rely on. And on uh, another related note, kind of, um, we are now on Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, Amazon, soon to be Google, whenever they do their processing. So we're getting out there now. And, you know, again, we just want to encourage everyone and thank everyone for listening and thank everyone for um, their time and their effort and in this community community we've been getting a lot of messages on facebook and um and, and we're we're glad to see that and that hopefully that in the end you know this this will uh be something that's good for a, a community and and that kind of um aspect anything else you want to say Kenna, before we shut her down not really other than I'm super grateful for every person who and you I'm super grateful for every person who has reached out to us um, who's following us on the social medias Um, I've already had some people in public say hey are you that girl yes it's me and if you see us in public please approach us talk to us or don't talk to me uh, at all please don't listen to him don't look at me don't talk to me and don't think about me don't listen to him if you see us and you want to talk to us in public we're here for you um if you see us and want to message us and say i saw you do that too um but yeah i'm just i'm i'm getting more and more excited about the community that we're creating and um i feel like our our little community that we've created is growing and i'm i'm just i'm really looking forward to the future and the things that are to come from the Before I Knew You podcast. So with that, we will see you guys next week. Later.